Um, one. Chad texted back, "Give me ten minutes. I can do it in the car." Um, no, no, <laughs> hell no. You know what? No. That is how you get like a gear shift knob stuck up your butthole. Is try by trying to do it in the car. You know, cars were not made for that. I don't no, care what anybody I, tells I, you. I just mean straight no. If he's doing it from like on his way home, no, forget about it. <laughs> no, I'm not having that. There's there's literally nothing for him to talk about anyway. Like I love Chad. Yeah. I you know, I'm doing this as a courtesy, but no, I'm not having this shit of Chad's you know, we're gonna hear Chad driving on the interstate <laughs> for forty five minutes. I'm not doing it. I think there's a there's a whole other discussion to be had here but i think the problem is uh, chad takes things literally just like i take things literally he said headphones that sounds even less safe no tell him to concentrate on driving yeah just tell him just tell him okay let me ask you guys this before i do this uh Dylan, Charlie, would it be possible for you guys to record Sunday? Because we have so much stuff that we need to talk about. Oh, yeah. Charlie? Yeah, it shouldn't be a problem. Okay. That's like I said, I I seem to do regular recording on Sunday, and this was just... Okay. So, Dylan, let Chad know, we're just doing... We're just going to do Hamacon tonight. We're going to do a normal podcast on Sunday. Tell him not to worry about... You know, just tell him to drive. Tell him to don't worry about it. Because I, I, I want drive safely. I want no part of any of this. Like this, <laughs> this whole thing. I personally, I will take personal full responsibility <laughs> for saying no. Text him back and save him from himself. I, I told him, and he okay. said bagua. Okay, that's fine. I was not the one to handle this. Probably not. But you know what? Dylan, What's done don't is send done. Dylan in to be a dick. You know he can't do it. I wasn't asking him to be a dick. That was never the initial. <laughs> no, no, no. It it's not required, but it it it's gonna happen. Like it's 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 gonna happen because Chad's gonna try so hard and mean so well. And <laughs> you're so just gonna have to be gonna find him. But first, they gotta find him anyway. He's gotta like geese. It's like dealing with me. Like you got to be a dick to me. It's necessary. No, no it wow. Is. No, no, that is nothing like it. Nothing like it at all. Dylan like, is stuck in an abusive relationship with life, apparently. Apparently, anyway. Uh, it's okay. I, he deserves it. Oh. <laughs> I come to he believe cha- that change life. Time it'll be different. Uh, <laughs> Oh, let's let's get this recorded before I start. The geese, crying. the geese are calling. You're not and, gonna cry. You're, you're on your end, right? That's, yes, I'm recording on my end. I'm rolling right now. If you want to use this as like, no, no. new, no. so much new. You're right, Jen. I won't start crying. I think I'm incapable of crying. That's there's probably something wrong with that, but okay. Beep, just, beep, boo, just keep. You know, just keep uh, choking down those emotions. There's nothing wrong with any of that. Um, That's bad for you. No shit. This got this got real. This got weird. Real weird. All I wanted to do be- was have some the, fun. The only thing I wanted to do was just be like, okay, I'm letting Chad know because I don't want Chad to go on Skype and see that everybody's on Skype and that all of a sudden there's a podcast and he's like, well, why wasn't I told? And the obvious reason is, oh, I wasn't there for this event. 
I don't yes. want, I don't want him to feel like he's left out, even though he would contribute absolutely nothing to this conversation. And he would feel bad for it. Yes. No, I understand. I, I'm not I'm not saying anything bad. Your your heart was in the right place, but it was just one of those oh I know. Every time. The, the, every if you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. If you're happy and uh, okay. you know it, clap your hands. Your hands are liars. If you're happy and you know it, then your face will surely show it. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. Okay, I'm cutting. I Okay. Watch your shit. Okay. <laughs> Because it is real easy for me to just kick you the fuck off this guy. <laughs> also, I make a habit of watching my shit. Wait. Because I might turn around and there'd be a snake there. So I always check it out just, <laughs> just to be sure. Like, I may have pooped a demon, and sometimes I feel like I did. And you know what? I just want to verify. Oh because I don't know, do I need to go to a doctor? Do I need to go to a priest? What's going on? That's... <laughs> That's the question I have for me and my, I would, my colon. I, I would highly recommend you going to a priest sitting over and showing you the butt. Oh, oh sometimes, I, sometimes I worry I'm a hypochondriac, Charlie, but uh, you know what? You, you win. You win. Demons. You win. Because no you've one's never, a hypochondriac except for you because you thought that. Because you've never had or thought you had a medical condition that needed the church? <laughs> yeah, like, I don't even know. Wait. The sad thing is, there's probably someone who believes that, and I kind of feel sorry for him. There's always know. like afraid that everybody. I don't know. I think. I think all y'all need Jesus. True, Jesus, but not for my pooper. <laughs> not yet, anyway. <laughs> I, I taint pooped a demon yet. Oh my I, god! <laughs> wow, we need to start before this. Gets- before this gets any weirder. I was about to say before this gets weird. Oh my god, Charlie, you have totally got to keep that um that 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 demon poop thing for Jess. She'll love it. Well, that that is a good question. That wasn't a question. Wait, which question are we having? Because is it about my pooper? Fuck it. Fuck it. Okay. (laughs) Just everybody can't do this now. Okay. Try and maintain. Hello and welcome to the Chainsaw Buffet Podcast, the podcast that's still looking for something to turn down for. <laughs> turn down for what? Exactly. <laughs> and, um, will we ever find that thing? No, we will not. And uh, I am joined by a group of remorseless assholes. Uh, <laughs> Hi, everybody! <laughs> In in alphabetical order, we have Charlie with us. I poop demons. <laughs> we have Dylan. I and uh, we've we had a Jen for the the purposes of this podcast, not to replace Chad permanently, but she was at Hamacon. Chad wasn't. Uh, Chad wants you to go ahead and add, and add him, though. 
<laughs> it would be fine. Me, be sure to send emails to podcast at chainsawbuffet.com. I, okay. He's driving. He's I, driving and he wants in. Yeah, see, here's the thing. Yeah. I love Chad. And Chad may listen to this at some point. Chad, I love you. I'm making an executive decision to not add your ass in on a convention recap that you weren't in. Not that we don't want you there, but you weren't there. And I'm not trying to make you feel bad about it. But and you're now driving you're, on a stormy yeah, night. Now you're driving home. So in the that, rain. So I'm putting the kibosh on that shit, not because you did anything wrong, but because I love you. And now, we don't want you to die on the road. Off the road yeah. and die. Now, with that said, uh, we're going to do another podcast very soon. Uh, we're going to be recording it on this Sunday, but you guys will have already heard this podcast by then. But we've got tons and tons of shit to talk about, including E3. Um, we are not going to talk about any of that shit. This episode is exclusively dedicated to our fine friends over at Hamacon. Hamacon! Hamacon! Station Go! Before Station Go! Uh, okay. It has to be done that way. Chronologically! Yep. <laughs> so, myself, Dylan, and Jen, we all showed up on Thursday. We were there for uh, the vast majority of... Uh, Friday before Charlie showed up and then we were all there. So let's go ahead and, and tackle early Friday and then Charlie can get in on this conversation. Yeah. Um, I don't think we actually started anything before. I mean, we walked around the convention halls for a little bit before Dylan, your Inkscape panel, right? I do want to say, I think we, we dropped into the League of Legends panel that was in the same um uh, yeah, I was in the room, room and, and I think we got in there for like the last 15 minutes of it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, they had the cutest cupcakes. They gave out cupcakes, what? We did, that they was the only cupcakes? thing I was going to mention. <laughs> yeah. Why did they give I cupcakes? don't understand people talking about League of Legends. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why they gave out cupcakes and also fuck esports, but... Um, but they were so cute. Cupcakes were pretty adorable and tasty, and I've I've got pictures of like the one I had to have this terrified expression on its face, and that took <laughs> that took one of its eyes, and that was even better. <laughs> awesome! So I'll, I'll I'll try and post that. Uh, terrified cupcakes are a brilliant idea. They really are. I'll John, try and post that on the website. John is a remorseless cupcake killer. It's true. Um. Yeah. So Dylan, talk about uh, a little bit about how your uh, Inkscape panel went uh, this time. Um. I don't think I, I kind of felt bad because I I definitely didn't do as good a job. Um, one thing I need to do is go back to my slides and add in some prompts for me, uh, possibly um, do the whole thing in Inkscape um, just because I missed a lot of the early examples. And um, it was very rough to sit through all of the intro stuff before we actually dive into Inkscape. Mm. Um one of the problems we ran into is the way it was explained to me is the projectors that they had been given were for ceiling mounts. So everything was upside down. Awesome. So you had to go in through windows to turn it upside. And I, you know, this was something that con couldn't do anything about. I do not believe. Um, so I, I think a lot of my problems were me trying to, work off the projected screen rather than off my laptop. Um, I don't know. Like, it wasn't as good, but um, I don't know. I'm, I'm probably going to clean it up a little more before I submit it again. 
Is there anything you guys want to add? Because that's probably not. <laughs> no, I think that was the only thing that that I really noticed. Just because you know people were giving up kind of early on. Um, yeah. I, I do think it, it's it's just easily fixable in terms of just pacing it a little bit better. But I wouldn't, you know, I I don't think it was necessarily a bad thing. Just you know, yeah, a small it, adjustment. My my problem too is that when things are going badly in a panel, my mental my way of mentally dealing with it is going, this is going badly. Forge ahead. More information. Well, it's really, <laughs> I mean, there's only so works. much, there's only so much you can do within the, the confines of that panel. I mean, you know, you have, you have the things that you want to talk about, yeah. but it's not like you can just, you know, change stream and be like, uh, you know, let's go talk about, you know, ponies now, you know, it, it doesn't work yeah. like that. I do feel like that uh, this was the first time I tried actually doing a live demo f- kind of uh, from scratch as opposed to here's a concept, here's a concept, here's a concept. I feel like that worked better. But again, working from, you know, like looking at the screen that's right next to me instead of the laptop that's in front of me, that that had to be a little awkward. Yeah. It happens. Um, so I think after that, the next thing that we did um, was opening ceremonies. Um, How was that? It was good. Um, Basil, of course, was was emceeing uh, opening ceremonies. So uh, there, there, there was a lot of fun. Um, it was the pacing on it was pretty good. I mean, no one person ever stayed up there for too long. So cool. Um, Plus, Basil's really, really good about, you know, just being funny, being charismatic. Um, he had introduction music for everybody, so that was fun. <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, and we were sitting over with friends, so yeah, that made it even better. Um, and then Im- immediately after that, um, uh, uh, we had getting your anime group back. Um which I don't remember. Did did you guys take notes about what shows yes. he showed? Uh, the ones that I remember <coughs> most off the top of my head were um, Gundam Build Fighters and uh, shit. I had it up on Crunchyroll a minute ago. Um, give me a second. I'll pull it back up. Something pedal. Uh, let's see. Yawamushi pedal is, is what it's called. And it's on Crunchyroll. There were a couple of he did that he's done in previous panels. I think he had to fall back to. Uh, penguin, having, penguin drum penguin was drum. Mm. Oh my gosh, penguin drum. I want to see that one so bad. Don't, don't you own penguin drum? I think I've got at least the first disc or the first part of it. I'm not sure if I got the second part because it got kind of weird in the middle. Got kind of weird at the beginning. You was about to say, no. when, at what part? At what part of that pre- of the premise of that show just seemed perfectly normal slice <laughs> no, no, of no. life to you? Like. There's weird, and then there's like weird. Well, Is it gropey weird? Yeah. As I oh no. Wait, I can't tell if Jennifer likes that idea or hates it's it. It's none of the characters you saw in those snippets, though. Okay, okay so it's, I don't so think it's not a uh, sister complex show. It's, no, no, it's, it's not a sister complex. Okay, show. good. Jennifer loves that stuff. Well, I don't know. Again, I haven't seen the second part of it, so maybe Charlie, I will bite your face off. 
I hope so. Um, the, uh, I think uh, it's sad that we have to say sister complex show like that's a genre. It is. It's a subgenre. And I, okay, going back for as long as I can remember in anime, the uh, not quite incest and incest genre has been a thing. It's been a subgenre for a long time. I know, you know, it's it's kind of been more in vogue recently, but believe me, these shows are not the first to do it. They are not blazing a trail into nope. weirdness. Um, there's always been a broad spectrum of anime, and some of that goes into the really, really weird shit. And that's why anime sometimes has a bad name, because people point to, like, the extreme ends of spectrums, um, but it would be like talking about Western cinema and only pointing to pornography. Yeah, uh, remember kids, pandering doesn't help anyone. Helps me. Um, <laughs> me too, me too. Kitties! If we pan, if we yeah, you're, that's <laughs> the problem. We'd have more, we'd have more listeners, but... True. Uh, that's why we don't. Following anime that panders to you does not help anyone. Let me clarify that. Sure. Okay. Um, part of the problem. What were some of the other shows besides uh, Build Fighters, uh, Yao Pedal, and uh, uh, Penguin Drum? That's all I've got on my list. Except he did show like a mini snippet of um, Space Adventure Cobra. Oh. That's right. Yeah. I was going to say, like, I think Space Adventure Cobra and Penguin Drum I'd already seen. Um, I think someone needs to talk about whatever pedal you know uh <laughs> yamamushi pedal is pretty tremendous um basil likes his sports anime about as much as i like actual sports wow um, so it was really interesting to see this um because at first i'm like uh cycling anime you know <laughs> You know, I don't know how I'm really going to get into that because here's what. And also, he starts with episode 33, and like, <sighs> here's what. There's no spoilers. Here's what sports anime is. Sports anime is fighting anime only with you know sports instead of swords. Exactly. I mean, they, they have Any, the exact same conventions. Um, like watching just watch print. Yeah, it's yeah, like Prince of Tennis, Tennis, where they talk about you know their secret technique shots and everything. You know, it's oh, like Lord. watching. It's like watching an episode of Veronica Kenshin, except worse. Um, yeah, that show, Prince of Tennis, was a painful show for me. Because for those very reasons you, you enumerate. Yeah, it, I mean, it's, it can be funny in a way. Um, you know, if you're familiar with, with those sort of genre cliches mm-hmm. and those conventions, it can be kind of funny to see those uh, applied to, you know, a sporting event. But... Uh, <sighs> I don't know. Like, I, I would be curious to watch like Eye Shield. I haven't ever watched Eye Shield because I just feel like I'd be like, no, this is all wrong. This is Wait, all kinds of wrong. Is is Eye Shield about optometry? Uh, no, it's about American football. Boo. I'd be like, no, this is this is not how any of this works. Um, I, w- I would like an anime version of Colin Kaepernick uh, running through Eye Shield Twenty One. That would be amazing. Um. You know, his legs would just be a blur, you know. <laughs> the field would be on fire. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm kind of scared that what you're asking for is a reboot of that uh, Sports All-Stars cartoon. Oh, Pro Stars. Fuck Pro yeah. Stars, yeah. Yes, they need to remake Pro Stars. <laughs> like, 
fucking Colin Kaepernick and uh, uh, I don't know who LeBron James what? or something. I was about to say LeBron might be a, a good pick. Um, and someone from baseball. Baseball's still a thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> kind of technically. Sensibly. Yeah, that was the cool thing about Pro Stars is that you had Bo Jackson covering like football and baseball. And then it had Wayne Gretzky and Michael Jordan. I do not remember this show. Yeah, it came on NBC. It was part of like that amazing Saturday morning cartoon lineup they had, you know, with like Mario Brothers and Captain yeah. and Pro Stars. And I think the Karate Kid cartoon was in there somewhere. Anyway, I don't know why I don't remember this. I don't know why you don't either. I was thinking about that earlier today. Um, but Yellow Petal is about an, an anime otaku who wants to join the anime club, but it's full, so he has to go join another club. The only club that's open is the cycling club. Now, apparently, he, it turns out he's actually pretty good at cycling. The reason being is that, um, as Basil explained, he bikes to, uh, I think it was Akihabara all the time for... Various nerdy shit. B lives nowhere close to it. So, you know, he's just, you know, super biker from from having to do it. And really where, he, you know, in this particular episode, uh, one of his teammates has fallen behind because he's overexerted himself. So the main character falls back, you know, to ride in front of him, cut down on wind resistance, make it easier for him to ride. And after a while, he's like, OK, I want you to sing with me. And the guy's like, OK, what? And apparently cycling is all about rhythm, according to the anime. I don't know if that's true or not. Um, kind of. But, cycling you know, in sex. apparently uh, singing this particular uh, anime opening theme song uh, helped regulate his breathing and, and kept him in a rhythm so that he was able to cycle really well. And so he had uh, this big burly dude singing it along with him, who, as Basil points out, you know, it's not like he has to be taught the words to the song. He knows every line and verse. Um, but it's it's just a tremendous scene. Um, so it's on it's on Crunchyroll. It's free. Uh, go check it out. Crunchyroll also recently added Chromecast support. So there's that. Hooray! Uh, hmm. But that was that was a fun show, and again, uh, Gun and Build Fighters is basically um, take you elements of Yu-Gi-Oh and elements of building Gundam model kits and make a show about it. I was sold on it until mm. I realized it was going to be Yu-Gi-Oh, and I was like, "How?" Well, it's 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 a very particular type of fan service because this gives you know since everything is a Gundam model, it gives them excuses to bring in. Every Gundam from every show. Um, yeah, I mean, it does occur to me, like, this is the equivalent of an anime based around, like, Warhammer. Kind of. Over here. Mm. Kind of. Mm. Uh, except better, because Warhammer sucks. <laughs> I know. Warhammer's a godless place. That is, I'll, I'll, I'll grant you that. Den of iniquity. Yep. Tis true. Um. Anyway, that was that was more or less getting your anime group back with a very long pro stars tangent. Um, <laughs> because, of course, I'm not sure if we did anything before. Uh, I know I didn't do any of these before my panel. Did you guys do any of these panels? Um, I did at seven o'clock. I did the sake tasting panel. How did that go? That was actually really cool. It's twenty five dollars. It's one of the 
uh, cool things about, you know, a lot of convention centers have uh, rules about bringing in food, but essentially they, they get the convention center to bring in a bartender and, um, you know, they had a bunch of sushi there. It's really cool. Hmm. It's really, usually kind of classy. Uh, although you get some people you can tell are just there because booze. To drink. Um, yeah. I yeah. think, uh, Susie does like, I want to say I, I've done, I've gone to one of these panel, one of her panels before. Oh, Susie was running this. Yes. yes. Oh, um, she, she generally knows her stuff. Yeah. And she did, I want to say like five or six. I wrote down like three of them that I liked and three of them I didn't. Um, but she actually goes through, um, the companies that make them, um, you know, what the different terms mean, what the different types of sake are. Um, hmm. uh, for example, uh, the, I think it's the Junmai, which is, has, uh, the rice removed at the end of the process. And so, uh, it's sweeter because some of the ethanol has been removed or, you know what? I'm going to forget all the other names because, um, I think she posted the names on the Facebook group. I really wish she had had like some sort of cards or, you know, like, you know, whiteboard or something, you know, you could write the names on cause that's really tough, but, uh, it's really tough to, uh, to write that stuff down from hearing it. But, um, it's really cool. And it actually gave me some stuff to look for if I ever want to go get sake, if I ever make a point of doing that. Um, it's one of the coolest things I think Hamacon does. Hmm. Just because it's so different. All right. So anything else before uh, I shamelessly start talking about my panel? Nope. Well, we, we, well no, we did catch, like, going in for your panel, um, we did catch, like, the very tail end of Oh, yeah, Basil's uh, Boys to Men, Shannon and Sanan. Yes. Which I'm, I, I'm sad that... that I came in on on the end of that because that was there was a kitty. Yes, there was a kitty. I forget the name of that show. Cheese Sweet Home. Yeah, there we go. Uh, I want it. The most adorable thing ever put to animation, and it's Sanin apparently. Yeah, it is supposedly a Sanin show, and I swear I thought Jen was going to have a stroke. You know, I did the okay. eye flicker. Okay, the the the. The men that the older men that enjoy Cheese Sweet Home are the Japanese version of bronies. I guess. Except Cheese Sweet Home was apparently designed for them, I guess. I guess. It's, it's not an act of rebellion, it's, is what it's, you're saying. It's about an incredibly cute cat that can't find her way home and uh, gets adopted by a kid. Yep. Super adorable. Yep. Um, so, you know. If you'd like, if you'd like the anime diabetes, <laughs> I recommend that. And um, you go get it. A lot of the stuff that Basil showed there at the end was stuff I already know about: um, Ghost in the Shell, um, Gantz. I forget some of the other stuff he showed, but but all good stuff. Mm-hmm. He's got good taste. Indeed, he does. Um, then after that, uh, the much ballyhooed, uh, awesome anime that time forgot, time and publishers forgot. Um, I, I've talked about this panel, you know, I've built it up on the podcast over a few weeks. I think by now everyone should know what it's about, but just in case you weren't paying attention or forgot, um, 
it is basically a panel that I did on out-of-print anime that was released here in the United States and can no longer be uh, legally bought or streamed. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna turn it over to you guys and and let you guys judge my performance there. I liked it. I I, I did like your um sort of take on it in the sense of your purpose in bringing it up was the was so that if people saw something they liked they could contact um uh the companies that might license such anime again to to get them to bring it back to where you could uh watch it legally again rather than um rather than trying yeah. to find where you know here's where you can find it if you want to watch it it was Here's who you can contact if you want to try and get it back. Uh, I, I and I I did like the the one of the leading slides being like here are the Twitter handles for a bunch of the companies. Feel free to tweet them during uh, during the the panel if you see something you like. Yeah, yeah. and I'm, I mean that was kind of the whole purpose um, because anyone can, you know, theoretically find them on the internet. I'm sure that, that you know some jack off has uploaded this to uh, an illegal fi- file sharing site, oh, and sure. uh, you know it's it's easy to find, and it's it's very tempting to do because they are out of print. It's not like you're hurting anybody. All the all the money that's been made off of those first runs uh, has been made. You cannot make any more money. You can't make any money, you know, buying it used or anything like that. You know, it's the the publishers have gotten every penny that they're going to out of it. Um, the mm-hmm. problem is is that if you go out and you download it and you watch it, you're satisfied with having seen it. Um, you can always download it again if you need to, and the discussion doesn't go any further. Um, you know, it, it, and there's going to come a time where people just start to forget because uh, you know, these shows aren't publicly being released, they're not publicly disseminated, um, and they kind of fall into this um, you know, weird you know, place of lore where, you know, you have to know about in order to find it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, or even some of them are shows that I imagine a lot of people would recognize, but would be surprised about just because you may recognize them, but you probably yeah. don't go back and watch. Um, and there, and there were some, there was at least, I'd say there was at least one surprising, like, really? That's like, you just assume that it's still licensed. It's still available. Yeah, there were a couple I did like that. Like, man, I'm gonna have to. Oh wait, um, <laughs> but I, I, I think that's it's an interesting concept for a panel because it's it it does allow you to take action. Whereas a lot of like I, I remember when I went to the salary manga or salary man manga panel um, last year, uh, and. I saw a lot of cool stuff that I liked and I was like, yeah, but that's never going to be brought over. And so there's nothing I could really do. Cause yeah. You know. So having, having that call to action in there is really good because mm-hmm. um, it's giving people a piece of history. And it's also, it's not just leaving them with, you know, well, guess you're going to be looking on the internet. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else you guys want to say about that before we move on? Mm. It was a really good panel. Like, yep. Um, especially, um, just I like panels where I can go in, 
sit and watch a clip of something. And usually that will sell me on an anime more than someone telling me about it. Right. And I tried for that one in particular, because I wanted to get to as many shows as I could. And, uh, you know, sort of pimp my next panel, which was uh, on Saturday. Um, I tried to keep the discussion on it brief and I didn't want, you know, it, it wasn't really the type of panel that led itself to discussion. Mm. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I, I appreciate the feedback. Um, I think after that, we caught maybe a little bit of the Space Dandy panel. Uh, I think we caught the end of it before... Before the oh. pain train. Yeah. I always enjoy the pain train. Um, pain train, always tremendous. Um, I do want to point out the, the Space Dandy pa- panel was the first of two or three, two incidents where... Uh, uh, we shouted internet memes at Micah Solasad. Yes, we did. I'm pretty sure it's what you do. It's um, how it's it's how his people communicate. I'm 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 using we there. We collectively as the podcast. I shouldn't because it was I me have and restraint. Charlie. It was me and Charlie. It was totally me and John. So um, and it was it was tremendous because that's it's just what you do. Well, like, it was like I said, it's it's like that episode of Next Generation where the people, uh, where with that race that that talks in um, reference. This is this is this is how Micah's people talk. They they talk in meme, and and John and I are learning memes. We're we're not great at it. <laughs> better memes. Memes. Me 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 me. Darmok and Jalad hoisting at, at Tanagra. Hoisting, <laughs> bro, bro. Um, Darmok and Jalad, dust thou hoist. Uh, <laughs> anyway, we spent uh, far, far pain train. Oh, pain train! It's so good. Uh, lots it's of so lots of a show good. called Turning Girls, which was so bad. <laughs> you know, I actually didn't hate that, and the no, only reason like... is because, especially like having just you know a couple years ago passed that. 30 mark you're like i recognize these people not all of them not directly you know like not necessarily women but you you do recognize all of these people and you're like yeah that that's an unfortunate truth yeah. um it's it it was this year's it was the new inferno cop it, it was the yeah new, it was the new hard gay uh rest his soul now that he's gone on to uh to modeling straighter thing. It was more interesting than hard gay and probably less good than Inferno cop though. I, Cause I, Inferno cop doesn't get played during pain train. As I remember Inferno cop gets played during, uh, I thought he, I could have sworn he broke out Inferno cop for pain train on occasion. He may, actually, yeah, that may have happened like two years ago, like recent pain trains. I don't think it has so much. Mm, okay. I may be wrong. Um, but, Man, that's that is. I, I was really happy because I unfortunately, like last year, maybe the year before, I don't know. It it seems like I've had a lot of trouble actually catching the pain train. I know last year, I maybe only I got there in time to catch maybe fifteen minutes of it. So I was really happy that we were able to get there in time to to catch the whole thing because that is, um, that is generally one of the highlights as far as panels yes. go of any convention I go to that Basil's at. Like anytime he's doing the pain train, that 
Um, that is generally one of the highlights for me. I love so, his hat. And he has a hat that says has pain. A hat. He has it. He has the entire hat. Get up, really. Because it's <clears throat> a train, and he's the conductor of the train of pain. Indeed. Um, oh, what, what was that? What were the name of the two guys that just read random shit that people <laughs> Tyrone and who was the other? Raj. Raj and Tyrone. Oh, man. I, those were pretty tremendous. It was um, so awful. The, the, the sad part was, though, that, like, there was probably 40% of the time, maybe more, that I really, because the sound quality in the videos was kind of poor, I couldn't quite tell what they were saying. Tell me about I, uh, Haruhi Suzumi inventing Moe in 1967. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. there were a couple of cases where they were just directly quoting anime, which was okay. But the disturbing things were the ones where he was talking about waifus. And, uh, <laughs> oh, my God. That wasn't the most painful part for me, though. That was okay. the most painful part? The most painful part was the little ghost um, oh, cartoon. No, was, was oh, man. For a different, for a different. It was painful it, at the end, but while I was flying, reason. like, everything's fine. It's like, oh, my God, that's so cute. Ow. Ow. Um, Ow. Uh, give you guys the highlights. Um, Basil showed a short uh, a cartoon of this tap-dancing ghost, and the shoes moved on their own. It was really cute. Um, and at the end of it... Um, you know, it kind of cuts to spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler alert. It, it, you know, go what you can get it. You can find it on YouTube. Just, uh, just search for. I think it's like dancing Japanese ghost girl or something like that. You, I, I guarantee you, you will find it. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll post it on there. But anyway, the 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 last image that they show is just like, okay, yeah, that's depressing. Um, so yeah. So. Go watch it. It is it is so well done. It is so well done. It really is. Uh, I that yeah that was that the most painful moment. No, the most painful oh. moment was actually for me was was the 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 self appointed idol in Turning Girls. That <laughs> she was just yeah she was just she hurt me on a deep emotional and physical level. I thought that that was actually uh, pretty tremendous. And yet, it hurts because there's truth. Yeah. Uh, but well, I think I, I will say I, having seen it after a couple of years, I kind of miss certain videos not being in there, like uh, Team Eighty Seven and uh, <laughs> ah, I don't know Burst or Burst. I don't. I don't think Burst was in Pain Train. I think I showed you guys Burst mm -hmm. afterwards because. Someone had showed it to me, but okay. you know, it's the same guy that did um, speaker so loud, speaker so loud, okay, yeah. dim pants. One yeah, of I'm, one of those. I, I don't know who. I'm almost positive he has included speaker so loud and maybe he has. dim pants. I, yeah, there's some, but but he like I miss it, but I know he's cycling it out because exactly. you've seen it too many times. Well, the but thing I, is, given time, there's a good chance he'll cycle it back in. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, well, okay, the internet's going to keep creating weird ass crap, so maybe not, but but still, um, anime versions of uh, TV shows was decent. Uh, I, I found the anime adaptation of Mad Men, a show I've never seen, to be actually pretty funny. That was yep. good. I, I, I also have, have never actually watched Mad Men. but I think I, I've seen maybe one episode and I did not care. 
Wow. <laughs> it was just one of those, like, here's a bunch of terrible people. That's TV for you. Mm-hmm. Um, from from Breaking Bad to Game of Thrones to all of reality television. It's just a bunch of horrible people. It's kind of like, um, I don't know, like I played the Walking Dead video game and the parts where I tuned out were where everyone was yelling at each other. You know, <laughs> so Mad Men. But, but the uh, the video took that and run with, ran with it. And uh, so, yeah, I would watch that video before uh-huh. I would watch Mad Men. Yep. There was also a uh, video that uh, that we had a hand in. Oh yeah, the uh, the Station Con uh, promotional video. I which, was not expecting which was to supposed play that. to be a Hamacon promotional video with Basil, and Basil's just like, no, I'm I'm not gonna do that. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about Station Con. That's too easy. Yeah. For for and, and once you've watched it through the first time, for that added uh, for that added layer. Uh, feel free to go back and watch it and just watch my face. Uh, watch for the moment where I nearly lose my shit. And then <laughs> watch for that split second afterwards where I'm like, screw it, gonna roll with it. Um, See if yeah. you can pinpoint those. Email it to whatever our email address is at whateveritis.com and you might get a prize or not. Podcast at chainsawbuffet.com. I This was a time where somebody said they had watched that video for like 30 minutes straight and called it the greatest thing on the internet. That's... We made it, guys. That's high praise. That is that is very high praise. Um, But no, I, I, I didn't... Because he, he had said, like, after we made it, and that was a, a few years ago, um, he said he was going to show it at, like, the paint train at the Minicon or something. Like, oh, you better come to the Minicon. You're not going to be able to see it. Like... Well, damn you. Um, so I really never thought I, I would see him actually use it in the pain train. And he did not say to me, at least, ahead of time that he was going to use it. So it was quite a surprise. Also, it reminds me why I don't like watching video of myself or hearing audio of myself. So, fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the same boat. I don't like hearing or especially watching myself do anything. No, it's just it. it 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 just feels weird and why is my soul in that box and how can I destroy the box <laughs> to get it back? Right. <laughs> I've accepted it so long as I actually have some sort of script to uh, work off of. Otherwise I'm rambling. I, I'm pretty sure I sound like there's something wrong with me. Like there you is, should, you should <laughs> probably get, you know, like I don't know when you had the stroke, but you know, clearly something is not right up there. <laughs> Oh, then. Okay. Um, so, anything else about the pain train before we move to Saturday? It was amazing, and everyone should. Everyone who goes to a convention that it's at should go to it. Agreed. Yep. Yes. Moving on. And from midnight to six thirty a.m., we all had fever dreams. I didn't. Why did they end at six thirty? Because that's what time I looked up, and Dylan was out of bed already. I was like, "What the hell." He was probably done with me and, <laughs> and done pawing on you and everything. Yeah. Nope. He gets he gets handsy. Nope. And it's handsy. Nope. John gets handsy too. It's true. Um anyway, um Saturday I think we started with uh, Soul to Soul with Micah Solusad. Yes. More of me and Charlie trolling Micah. 
It it Strange. had to be because it was a voice actor panel, and people started ac- asking voice actor questions. And as soon as somebody said, "Can you say this line?" I'm like, "Okay, I'm getting in here and I'm regulating this shit." And I asked him how there, eggs were in a bunt keg. I was say, yes, sure. that was great. There was a moment where someone asked, um, "Will you take a selfie with me?" And I assume that was for the cosplay bingo. Yes, you guys picked up. Mm, but okay. I was just I, I there was a May moment not there. Have been. After that, that I had to stop and think, did I audibly say no? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> here's here's the thing. I'm this so is, sorry if I did. This is this is I'm, I'm gonna give this is actually gonna be a really useful pro tip for anyone who plans on going to a convention and going to a, a voice actor, whatever celebrity run panel you're going to. Doesn't matter. If if you are one, if you are hoping somehow to like beat the system and get a picture with, hug from, shout out to, signature on, anything, you have to be the very first person when question and answer comes up to ask that. Because the second person might get it, and they're shutting that down. Because that ends up just turning into an autograph session. And they will tell you, well, come back for my autograph session at whatever time. So. You if you want to be the asshole that wants to uh, interrupt a panel to try to uh, to do that kind of stuff, I'm not saying you're an asshole, but if you want to do that, you might be. Uh, here's um, here's my. I'm saying tip. they're assholes. Here's my tip. Just don't do that shit in the first place. They have autograph sessions for a reason. Uh, if you're not willing to go wait in line for it, uh, yeah. then fuck you and fuck your autograph and fuck your shout your shout well, out. I, I, I guess I guess my the, the reason for my pro tip being if I, what I want to let people know is if someone's already asked some variation on what I've what I, what I the list I gave you, don't come up with a different question because that person beat you to it. You can you can you can respect them, you can hate them, but they got there first. You you don't you don't get to double dip from that. So. I will say he has a really good way of handling the. Um, will you do this line? Yes, he it's does. Like, it's very gracious, but it's always come up here and do this, or everyone yeah. join in with this. Yeah, like, he always he always puts it back on the person that asked. You know, it's like okay, well, you need to come up and do this part in front of everybody. You, I, you, I do like that. You can't do it without paying a cost, without yes, getting yes. involved. Although I will say, like, after enough of those questions, there was a moment I had where I was just like, I could walk out of here right now, just walk out of the panel. I could, I could just envision myself walking out of the panel room, walking out of the Von Braun Center and going like, well, that was a nice phase of my life where I went to anime conventions. But, <laughs> you know, I can, you know, that time's over. For that Actually, time is over. In, in, in my mind, hold? in my mind, you just like without I'm saying free. a word, uh, without saying a word to anyone, without without uttering anything, you just stand up very calmly, walk out of the room, out of the von Braun Center, out of Huntsville. You just keep walking until you hit a field, and then you get into the middle. You walk to the middle of the field, and I don't know what happens. Maybe you just fall over and die. No, no, you, no, no. Or, or maybe, or maybe you just yell. I'm out, and then no, you die. No, no. no here's what no, happens. Feral rage stream. No, Dylan turns into an actual factual wolf and runs into Yes. Yes. He's I, a wolfing man. Oh. Coming soon to your to your local art house theater's uh, short film marathon. Freedom. <laughs> <laughs> the Dylan Wolf story. No, just freedom. Like it's got to be abstract to be a a cool hipster movie. True. So we could much. totally make that. I mean, the, your, your backyard looks like a field anyway. 
Oh, don't. No, I we can do it. We can do I it. I need to mow it, but it's been I raining. I feel. I feel. I have a big field. Well, Daddy has a big field, but we, we have a big field we can use. Oh my! You God. just sounded like a rich girl. Here, well, right. Daddy's got Daddy has her. Uh, oh, fuck you. Okay. Um, so yeah. That's awesome. Oh, I don't have a beach house. Well, Daddy has a beach house. No, it's a farm. It's a so, I know, but this is the way you. you I'm said sorry. It. I'm You're not so a snotty rich girl. I grew up yeah. in the sticks eating dirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. So yeah, do you even live, bro? How many eggs in a bunk cake? Yeah. How many eggs? If I steal your ponytail, will I gain your power? Yeah. Will you be that my mom? Although oh, yeah. somebody else, like oh, that okay, that is notable. We we need to talk about that. The that worst, happened right after the bunk cake. Yes. Yeah. Worst question anyone has ever asked in a voice actor panel, and I don't. I'm not. Uh, I'm not saying that as a person that goes to a lot of these. I'm just saying that as a scientific fact. That after John asked how many eggs are in a bunt cake, someone's question was, blah, 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 will you be my mom to a man? I and seriously muttered, oh, my fuck, out loud. Here's the thing. And I think everyone in that room had the exact same reaction because I know Micah did as well. And I saw some people looking around like, like everybody thought, I've got something crazy stuck in my ear. I know I did not just hear that. And then you see people's inner monologue of trying to reconstruct what <laughs> they possibly said because they know what they heard was wrong. And then it turns out what they heard was right. <laughs> and the great thing was like a couple questions later, someone asks, What's the strangest thing you've ever been asked? And I thought, he's gonna say bunt cake. He's gonna say bunt cake. No. We're gonna back to that. He's no. gonna say he's like, Mom, have you, are you my mom? And I was just like Yep. Yeah. I, I will I say cannot you cannot top that. You cannot top that while being fully clothed. Yeah, it I, I, might, I might have been the answer. <laughs> what does that, that even mean? It might have been the answer to that right. question for maybe five seconds. Might have been. And I don't might even think been. it would have been. I'm Probably pretty sure not. we would have come up with something else. But yes, nope. but now that joke is 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 part of the um Hamicon culture. Yeah, yes. I, that wasn't even my question. I stole it from a from a former coworker of mine. Doesn't the best matter. part though is how it kept coming up. It's getting propagated. Oh yeah. my after, god! After that, at a number He's of things, such a troll, and I love here four eggs according to Martha Stewart. Yeah, and uh, then the goose laugh. Yeah, you know he was trolling you. But anyway, yes, that's, I will say though that for for all the gripes about. Uh, you know, fan panel qu- or uh, uh, voice actor panel questions. Like there were some really good questions. Um, True. I know like Charlie, you tried to, you ask it like you ask like a really open-ended question about geeky stuff. Like what geeky stuff are you into? And he's kind of like, yeah, I'm working. Someone asked about uh, video games and you know, he got into like bravely default. Mm-hmm. I wish I'd been paying more attention because someone asked the manga question. I had for some reason I'd like zoned out. And then I heard him talk about like you were imagining yourself in the field turning into a yes, an escaping. Um, and he mentioned like a bride story and like you know all this stuff. And I'm like, I wish I'd I wish I'd listened to that. That was a good question and that was a good answer. You know, you just need to talk to him about manga then. Yes, yes. Or or they or Basil needs to talk him into doing the uh, manga you should buy right now with him. Yep. Well, you guys you guys can take care of that station con. Um, station con. it's a a call and answer (laughs) or call and response and verily station consultation drank Um, so what did you guys do um 
after that. I have no idea. I believe that was when we got stroke. I believe that was when we got lunch. I did. Uh, I think you tried to go to the Japanese tabletop panel. I wish I had. I was too late for it. It didn't exist. I don't think. I really don't think it happened. There is because you came in what maybe half an hour late. Yeah. I mean, there is no way you do not have a panel that only goes thirty minutes. Well, I mean, John came in half an hour late. I didn't come in. Yeah, I, I came in like thirty minutes into it to start uh, to to sit there and wait until it was done to start prepping for my but panel. Nobody, but nobody was, was there. Yeah, see, it was completely there's, empty. You, there's no way. There's just I, I I firmly believe there's no possible way that you have a panel. And within 30 minutes, not only is your panel over, but the entire room is cleared out. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I saw people, people walking out, but I'm positive they were not presenters. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm wondering if it was the same guy that was going to do, was supposed to do analog gaming and couldn't make it. This may Possibly. be, as, I was about to say, this may be as good a time as any to talk about the convention in general as far as like, uh, you know, some of the amenities. Because, okay. um, they had digital gaming with some pachinko, and the only real complaint I had about digital gaming, and I think this was a common complaint, um, there really wasn't much room there. Mm. Yeah. Um, like, they, they could have stood uh, to, to expand that out a little bit, and I think they're going to look into that for next year. Yeah, I think they um, will. But there was no analog gaming this year. There was some last year, because I think that was when we learned about the wonders of uh, Lord's Waterdeep. Yeah, they had, yes. they actually had, as I as I recall us saying, one of the better at the time, one of the better analog gaming setups that that we had seen, because rather than being in a room tucked in a hallway, tucked in a totally different hotel from the rest of the convention, um, it was actually right there in the middle of the big room. So if you were if you were in analog gaming. You also were in the absolute. You were in like the 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 geographic center of the convention, which was, and, and it wasn't like they had like walls up or anything. It was like those little half walls that are like waist high, so you could see everything, and it was awesome. Yeah. So and, and another thing that happens at a lot of anime conventions is analog gaming. I guess digital gaming can be this way as well, um, since it's rare that you know you don't always go to a place that has like. Um, arcade machines or pachinko machines, mm-hmm. but a lot of times it can be just like um, like magic CCG, you know, Yu-Gi-Oh, and a couple, a handful of other things, like kind of understaffed because that's what the game shops in the area are willing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, so I mean, I, yeah, I was sad that 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 they didn't have it because because we'd had such a good experience the last year finding, you know, Lords finding out about Lords of Waterdeep. Um, but, and I really never, I didn't even go into their digital gaming actually. I mean, I think I peeked in once really quick, but I, I never actually walked same. through. Um, so I can't speak to that. Unfortunately. Um, I liked their, uh, setup for artist alley a lot better. Yes. 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 It better was, than, and on it was the side with a lower wall. Yeah, well, and, and for the, again, for the same reason that Analog Gaming last year was so good. Um, the Artist's Alley is in the big, huge room. It, this time, I mean, it was a little off to the side. Not as Actually, it was it was a little little closer, I think, than it was last year. Because last year it was against a rear wall. Um, and it still kind of was, but it, you could get to it a little easier. 
And yeah, they had that waist high wall. So you knew where it was immediately. It wasn't hidden away. I think that was probably really good. Um, that's really good for the people that wanted to go. And also really good probably for the artists because they could be seen very readily. Um, and the setup, I think, was a lot better because I want to think last year it was just sort of like <coughs> one sort of walkway in between tables on either side. It and this, was. yeah, the layout of this was a little bit better, uh, or a lot better actually. Um, you know, traffic flowed really, really well. They, I mean, and it was actually a a pretty dang good artist alley. Um, as far as like the 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 number of artists there, I maybe I'm wrong, but I'm wanting to think it was actually comparable in size to Momocon's artist alley. Am I am I wrong in that? Probably not. Of course, the way that Momocon does it, which it's it's off in a room, I, I assume so they can lock it up and it's it's more yeah. convenient for the artists. Um versus, you know, Hamacon has one big room that they lock up when they shut down. Yeah. Um it's much more convenient for them to do it. They have the space to do that. Yeah. And of course, Momocon may, may restrict the number may have had because of the room it was in may have restricted the number of artists. I don't know, but just for like number of artists, I was actually surprised that, that, uh, Hamacon fielded a, a really good, a really, really good, um, artist alley. Yep. Um, Let's see, they also had the the Hamacon or Hama Battle Z. Hammer Brawl Z. Hammer Brawl Z, thank you. Yeah. Um, which again, I did not sign up for. I keep telling myself one of these days, just for the hell of it, I'm gonna sign up for that, but I never do. Well, they also um, had uh the Mario Kart thing, the Mario which Kart was cool. up there, which is cool. And and again, another thing that like when they when they when they first proposed it, I was like, oh, it's really cool, I want to do that. And and again, never made time to do. But it yeah. looks fun. Um, they also had cosplay bingo, which was kind of fun. I did a little bit of it, like especially the first day. But you know, by the time we we got to Saturday, I was too busy to really mess with it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the let's see what else the the dealer's room. Um, I w- I was pretty happy with it. Was it wasn't huge, but I don't remember how it compared to last year's. Um, if it was roughly the same or or what? Yeah, I think they used the same room even last okay. time. So. But they had a good, like, I mean, they had a pretty good, um... Yeah. Uh, Actually, oh, crap. Array of merchandise. Like, it wasn't everybody selling the same thing, which was cool. Um, I... Like, I, I appreciate a, a dealer's room that has a variety, even if it means that they don't have depth of a product, of a particular type of product, um, or merchandise. I, I like that the, the breadth of of merchandise and and i i appreciate because you that doesn't just happen by accident i mean you whoever was running whoever was signing up you know uh dealers knew what they were doing to be able to with a small space give people a a wide range of stuff to choose from yeah definitely And Uh, and that for me yeah the the breadth is important because i'm not as into anime Mm-hmm. And so when I can go in and go like, oh, yeah, I want to look at that. When I can come out of my first trip and like have two or three different things, like I think I bought a manga. I ended up buying Wolf Children on Blu-ray finally. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some of the like Japanese snacks from one place. I almost bought some of the uh, there's a really neat poster place that had like some classic video game posters that I 
thought cool. about really hard. But if you can do that, like, I know you've got a good dealer's room. I know you've got a very yeah a wide range of stuff. And and it's just like, oh, J-pop and action figures, <laughs> you know. And and I I really like um, Hamacon's overall layout. I have since they moved to that part of the since they were able to open up one of the big rooms at the Von Braun Center. Um, the first year they were in there, they were confined to a lot of the smaller rooms, uh, as I recall, and it it was still better than their than than their previous setup, but it was still not what it could be. And opening up that huge room, I think actually makes them unlike any convention we probably go to as far as like layout, because they've got that huge room that they can a fit a bunch of crap in. And B have almost every other room in the in the convention branch off from. So you don't so so you really like after you get to the big room, you don't actually really need a map to figure out where stuff is because the signage is really good and everything radiates except for except for like the smallest panel room, I think. And was there was there a viewing room that that didn't? Maybe um, there's I think the viewing room were rooms were outside. Yeah. So there's only like two rooms, but they were right next door. So, again, not not difficult, like the layout's good. And I and that having that huge space with everything radiating, pretty much everything radiating out from it um, gives them gives them some opportunities, perhaps that that a lot of conventions just don't have because their venues are different. The granted, they don't have a lot of choice, but yeah. the downside is there's, it, it can be noisy. So there are yeah. just certain things that don't really work out well. Um, but True. it makes things a lot easier. Um, it's, it's something that they can just shut down all at once and they don't have to say, well, you know, this is open. This isn't, um, yeah. it's something that, um, you know, they can do the bigger stuff like the, uh, the Mario Kart or the, uh, Hammer Brawl Z. Although honestly, like, I think my difficulty with those is like I don't know how where they start, how long they take, et cetera, et cetera. And I don't yeah. like it's almost if you had like a little sign like in front of an amusement park ride that you know said stand here, you know. And oh, that's a good idea ask, actually. Like just give like a have they had one of those big signs like they had that that mark the rooms. Um, yeah, to say, they, do, like, Here they already the have. That. But, but having that in addition might be good. I'll be honest, I probably didn't read anything about it. Um, and it's it's the same reason I, I kind of have problems sometimes with like analog gaming or something. It's like, man, that seems like a huge outlay of time. Mm. True. Um, but it's really cool that they have it. And when something's going on, it kind of gives you something to watch. Yeah. So is there anything else about the convention in general that you guys want to talk about before we continue on with programming? I don't um, think so, but we yeah, because may... general. I mean, I think we've covered all the general stuff. Um, only the thing, the well, I mean, maybe the thing, this doesn't really have anything to do with the with the convention, more with the the convention hotel that their their customer service seemed to be a little bit down from last year. It like was. the quality. It was like I have never, and this is just an example, and uh, maybe it sounds petty but I don't, I don't know anyway um that like we were we were low on towels and called down they said oh yeah we'll get some right up 
waited. I don't know. It might have been 10 minutes. So maybe I didn't give him enough time. And I called back to see, you know, what was going on. And they're like, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, she's working on it. We'll get them right up to you. We just never got them. I I don't have a clue what happened there because it's not like it's not like we immediately left the room after that. We were there for at least half an hour, an hour after the second call. So it, it was just kind of odd because usually, like in my experience, pretty much any convention I go to, I get really good service from the hotel staff. This is this was a really rare miss, which I'm hoping will be better next year. But yeah, um, it, it's not reflective of the convention or the no. staff or anything like that at all. But there were a lot of little things that I noticed uh, that seemed like they just weren't putting in the effort as compared to last year. Like, um, you know, in the line for breakfast and stuff, I found some dishes that's like they did not even attempt to to clean this. Uh, um, and just still, just lots of little things. Still, though, Embassy Suites is a pretty awesome place to have a convention if oh, yeah. you have the room because That's, you so much. Yeah. yeah, you do get a lot more. Um, you you generally get a lot more. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Perks? No. Value? No. Uh, no, it, I'm liking amenities. There you go. Uh, you do <laughs> tend to get a lot more amenities from an embassy suites, like free drinks, like drink and breakfast. Um, but anyway, yeah. moving on to Saturday. Okay. Uh, so the reason I, I picked that point to kind of talk about was uh, I knew that we were going to talk about my second panel next, so I figured out. Uh, um, so this one was a brief history of fighting games and anime. It was uh, I, I talked a little bit about the fighting games themselves. Um, their context at the time that uh, those franchises launched and then uh, show clips from the various anime adaptations that those games spawned. Um, so you guys, you guys talk a little bit about that. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And that's coming from a person that really doesn't care much for, uh, for fighting games. And I think part of that is just because um the the animes based off those games are almost universally awful. Yes. I think that helped. Um uh, let's see. What else? It was it, hilarious. It was oh, yeah, I mean, like you, yeah, the clips you picked were really good. Um and and I think the the people in the audience uh certainly enjoyed them as much as I did. So one guy enjoyed them a whole lot. Now, I, it is it's pain train light as you call it and it's it's great because yeah you can have that sort of I don't want to say audience participation but you know you can do it several different ways and it's not just like straight up now watch this you know um, Yeah and you uh, well you can I also comment, like you can pause it you can Well I kind of like too how um how you did the gave like the slides and and presented actual like information about the games that these things were based off of. And you can yeah, you can still make it informative, but you can yeah. also make it really funny in a way you can't with a lot of anime panels. So, yeah, even if you're not into fighting games. I was I was flattered because there was uh one young woman that uh sh- you know, I was since the the D66 Japanese tabletop panel either uh, was a no-show because it was run by the same people that were supposed to do analog gaming or ended really, really early. We're not 100% sure on on how that went down. Um, 
I had a little bit of time to just talk to people as they were pouring in. And there was a girl that went to the awesome anime that Time and Publishers forgot. And at the end of that, I showed a clip that I was going to show on the panel. And she's like, yeah, um, it was it was the clip, you know, with the hockey games that sold me. She's like, you know, when you said that that was like the tamest, the tamest thing from that show you had to show, I wanted to see what the rest of it was. So, nice. so that was nice. Um, was that the panel or was it the other panel that the guy came up to you and talked about afterwards? Uh, the older guy? I th- that was the oh the older, yeah the older guy that came up to me in uh, the autograph line for Jade Saxon which I'll talk about here in a minute okay um, yeah that was after the, the fighting game panel uh, that was kind of cool because he had also talked to me but I mean go ahead and yeah we'll we'll talk about that in a little bit okay yeah um but uh yeah it was it was fun I mean we did have we did have a, that guy in there um. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he he came on a little strong with with some terminology that um, I wasn't comfortable with, but I felt like it was better to not acknowledge it. Uh, I yeah, I, I and, think based on what he what his behavior was, um, I I think you addressed it or you handled it um, yeah. the best that you could like i i'm i'm obviously very familiar with the fighting game community and i know that that word gets tossed around a lot even though it it shouldn't um but at the same time you know it's one of those he also was obviously just wanting attention because Mm -hmm. he was he was talking about you know how he was one of the best players in the south which you know i didn't i didn't want to be that i didn't want to be that guy and be like well nobody's ever you know, nobody's obviously ever heard of me either as a player, but you know, I just, I just wanted to be like, you know what? I know you're not. I know. If you say I'm one of the best X in Y, then you probably have not expanded your circle far enough. You're probably very, uh, you've got some blinders on, possibly. Well, not only that, but like I said, he, he obviously wanted attention, and I just refused to, uh, to give it to him. He almost got some attention. Oh uh, yeah, I know. Daryl almost killed him. Yeah. Daryl yeah. almost killed him, and by golly, and like none seriously, none had she led the charge, I would have backed her up. I don't think I, I did have to do there. There, there was a moment <laughs> during during the panel where I was doing some sort of brief mental calculations of, okay, if Daryl manages to launch herself bodily at a human being, do I try to stop her? Do I uh, sit back and let it happen? Do I aid in a bet? I, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't like. I, I didn't come to a conclusion of what of what my reaction was going to be if if and when shit got real. And it was getting real close to being real. Now, see, I was going to aid in a bed because I know she's got some pent up rage. All teachers have pent up rage. Yeah, anyway. rage teachers are a real thing. Uh, they are. But otherwise, it was a very good panel. Well, I'm glad you guys enjoyed <laughs> it. I think Street Fighter TV is what, what really made that panel fun. Yes. Yes. Uh, well, so bad. There are so many to pick from that are so, so bad. True. Um, I mean, those were just the ones that I picked up in an afternoon in like an hour. Um, I'm sure if I went back and rewatched it, I could find some more stuff to throw in there. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Well, and that gives you like, again, that. If you if you if you choose to to run that panel again, it gives you good material to cycle through. Right. 
so that people have a reason. Oh, I've seen it before, but I know there's going to be new material. Which actually, I would suggest that the next time, if if especially if you if you run it at a convention where you think you're going to get people who were at Hamacon, whether it's next Hamacon or or something else, um, I would probably actually recommend putting that in the description. You know, with new with new material, so that people like, know uh, they can keep coming back. Do something now with, like uh, a brief history of fighting game and anime champion edition or something like that. Yeah, sort of oh, yeah. that's a good idea. I, like I, it. I, I would seriously look at doing that just so that people know if they went to it before that there's a reason to to go again. Not only that, but as uh, years go by, the title can get longer and longer. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I'm gonna diverge just briefly. Uh, did you guys see uh, the announcement? E3 this year was the year of we're going to do a press uh, a press conference and oh by the way this thing that we just teased uh, you can go and get it right now. Uh, did you guys see the the thing for the uh, Dead Rising 3 DLC? No. Um, the Dead Rising 3 DLC uh, is this four player beat 'em up style um, DLC for Dead Rising where four people are are in there and the other thing is that. Uh, there are tons of costumes of old Capcom characters that you can use for the the four Dead Rising protagonists. Um, But the way it was presented was in this retro parody sort of way, and the DLC was called something like uh, Super Ultra Dead Rising 3 um, Arcade Edition EX Plus Alpha, (laughs) something like that. I mean, it was like... Every you know superlative that was ever added onto a Street Fighter title was was in the name of the DLC. That's I actually fantastic. think I did see that. It was it was tremendous. Um, so that's that's kind of where I envision that panel name going in like five years. I can dig it. Um. Anyway, uh, what did you guys do next? Because um. Like the autograph line leads into like several different things, and that was at four thirty. So I think the next thing I did at any point was uh, Mega Ran. I don't mm. remember what else we had done. Okay, so well, that was a So we'll get to that here in a minute. I did Artist Alley, Dealer's Room, and then Ice Cupcakes. Okay, that's right. So so yeah, and we talked about artist Alley and dealer's room, and we'll get to the cupcakes and stuff later. How about you, Charlie? Do you have anything before then? Man, apparently not. I don't know what the hell I did, but I don't know that I had anything until eight o'clock. I I really don't know how that's even possible. I think maybe we we ate. We, we ate for a really long time. And well, made- we ordered and and we probably did some other. Like we probably headed to the dealer's room at some point i can't remember uh, probably well no i didn't go to the dealer's room thinking until sunday anyway right. it doesn't matter but i don't think yeah after years i don't think i did anything until eight anyway go ahead so um i don't very often take stuff with me to get signed anymore um because most of the time i'm busy you know like doing the media thing um it doesn't leave me a lot of time to stand in line um because Otherwise, the only two things I'd ever do would be like 
in the media suite and standing in line to get autographs. And that would be my entire convention. So whenever I do have some downtime, I usually try and go to a panel or walk around the convention, something like that. But Hamicon's a little bit different because it's a, it's a smaller convention that tends to be a bit more chill. And we didn't have as much to do as far as just interviews. I mean, we just had the one interview from, uh, from this particular convention. Um, so I did take some stuff with me to get signed. Um, so I went to uh, Jade Saxton Saturday uh, signing. Um, so as I'm standing in line, um, the the older gentleman that Dylan alluded to earlier that was at Dylan's Inkscape panel and went up and talked to him for a little bit afterwards, uh, he was in line in front of me and started talking to me. He's like, oh, yeah, you did that, that panel uh, on the fighting game stuff. I'm like, yeah, yeah. So we talked about that a little bit. And apparently what this gentleman does, and I really admire this, is that he goes with his son. His son is, I think, 20 is what he said. Yeah. And um, basically he goes and he, you know, tries to give his son, you know, as much autonomy as, as is reasonable for him to, to go around, hang out with his friends and do the whole, the, the whole convention thing. And what he does in his downtime while he's waiting on, on him to, to go through his things during the day is he'll go to the panels and he'll try and learn a, as much about anime and the culture and everything else as he can through these panels. Which is uh, awesome. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he, you know, he doesn't remember any of it, but at least, you know, he, he kind of gains an awareness of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but the funniest thing happened, um, as you know, we're, we're sitting there, we're talking about just, you know, general stuff. And as we're getting to the front of the line, it's like, oh, yeah, would you be willing to sign my program for my son? Like, okay, sure. You know, it was, it was wow. really bizarre. Uh, but I did, I did actually get to sign an autograph. Um, hasn't happened In the autograph before. line. Yeah, it hasn't happened before. Probably won't happen since. Um, so I get to uh, the front of the line. Um, I'm getting my Hagenai insert and my autograph book signed by Jade. And I don't even say anything to her. Um, Going back a little bit, after um, opening ceremonies, Basil introduced me to Jade and to Ian Sinclair and you know reintroduced me to, to Micah because we've seen Micah before. He's been on the podcast and so on and so forth. Um, but I just kind of said, okay, well, you know, I uh, wanted to talk to you guys about the possibility of, of uh, you know, doing some interviews, but, you know, it's totally up to you guys. You know, if you've got other things, you know, other obligations, that's fine. I totally understand. Well... Um, you know, Ian, Ian wasn't able to do it. Uh, Micah has already been on there, so we didn't put any pressure on him to do it. Um, but as soon as I walk up there, before I even say anything, uh, Jade's like, oh yeah, hey, um, I need to talk to you about, uh, you know, doing a, doing a interview. Are you able to do it after, you know, this is over? I'm like, yeah, sure. No problem. Um, so I get my stuff signed and then, uh, as soon as that's over, she comes over to the media suite and we do an interview and you guys will be able to hear that. Uh, the day after this post, um, which I think is going to be a Tuesday unless uh, something comes up. Um, I've already actually got it edited and on the site before we even started recording, so mm-hmm. um, should be easy enough to do. Anyway, um, Charlie, what, what were your feelings about the interview without really getting into the content that we discussed? I thought it went really well. Um, is she... Um, I mean, we, we asked some pretty decent questions, but I think she gave really good answers and she, she was just, 
I mean, she was super nice, uh, super easy to work with. Uh, if if you are a fan of her work, um, you you have every reason to be because she seems like just like a really really nice person to boot. So, um, you know, we were we were a little pressed for time because you know she had other stuff that you know she mm-hmm. needs some other people and she had other things that she needed to do, but. Um, she was generous enough to to give us some time, and we got through you know most of the the standard questions that we ask. And I know a lot of you guys may be wondering why we ask the same questions over and over, and it's because we don't ever get the same answers. Yeah, we always get different and and generally very interesting answers. So it's kind of difficult. You, you you almost hate to deviate too much from the standard questions, just just because it's it's. It is really interesting to see how how different an answer you can get, um, particularly from someone who is ostensibly doing the same kind of work as someone else. And and you, but you'll get you'll get very different answers. And that's that's always really fun for me. Yes, and I think um, part of it is that we've we've accidentally stumbled into a formula that really allows for the guests to give a lot of insight into themselves because. Um, you know, like taking some of our recent interviews, like, uh, you know, Bryce Pappenbrook got into voice acting because his dad was a voice actor. Uh, Sherry Lee got into acting because she wanted to be on Barney, um, which, which might be like the most relatable thing ever. Like, like who hasn't, you know, seen the show and wanted to, to be on that show. And she yeah. just kind of followed that, uh, you know, to its, to its ultimate conclusion. Um, Jade, I think what we really found out about her and, and something that comes through in the interview is that, um, she is super obsessed with acting. Yes. Like she is, she is very dedicated to it. Um, passionate is a good word. Yes. Passionate. And, and it's, it's actually really nice. I mean, it's, it's nice to be able to talk to someone who has a strong, and all, all of our guests do, um, to some degree or another. I'm not, I'm not trying to put anyone else down by comparison. Uh, but just sort of listening to her talk about it, uh, it just sort of stood out. Um, yep. it's just, you know, she, because at one point she's like, you know, there's, there's never going to be a time that I'm not acting. And I thought that was, that was really cool. Um, agreed. Anyway, uh, I definitely recommend you guys, uh, check the interview out. It, mm-hmm. She's a nice lady. We like her a lot, and uh, it was a it was a good interview. So, uh, pretty pretty pleased with that overall. Um, so, yeah, I don't think I did anything else um, until oh god, I think it was that awful cost fluff campfire, and I don't mean that awful in the sense that it was bad or that the presenters were, were bad. I'm just saying it was awful because. I went there with Jen, and that's that's just not for me. But that's not that's not to say that they <laughs> were good that they were bad. That's not that's not to say that they were bad. Like it's just not an interest of yours. Yeah, it it is so far outside of where I wanted to be. And and again, I don't mean that to to uh, be disparaging of the panelists in any way. Um, it, but yeah, it's it would be like. I don't know. I just don't know. It, 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 there was there was no panel I had you know less personal. I had less game from. Um, on the other hand, I did like that they didn't focus on the bad stories. Like they they actually came right out and said like, don't get 
focused on this, you know, don't go out there and look at what people, the negative things people are saying, which is good because I hate to say it, but if you, if you follow enough people who are, you know, active about that sort of movement and cosplay, then it kind of becomes like, it's, it's necessary to raise that sort of awareness, but it becomes, you get so mired down in, in the negative parts of, you know, the convention community. Um, but it is nice to go to a panel and go like, this is less negative than I expected. You know, this is less negative than the internet primed me to expect. Well, because the internet is, is oversaturated with the body positive movement right now, which I'm not saying is a bad thing, but it does set up an us against them mentality. And, you know, it's one of those things where body positive is, is sometimes going a bit militant and being like, you have to think I'm pretty no matter what. It's like, well, you know, that's a personal preference, kids. Well, yeah, what, what sometimes happens, it feels like, is that gets into... Um, you know, like you said, nuss against them. Like, but the Cosplay people did not do that, and it was, yes. great. It was great. Um, so True. you went to the Megaran concert, Dylan. I got. I, I we were there briefly, just the yeah. couple. Yeah, like the couple first couple songs, which was pretty yeah. good. Like, I did yeah. not listen to anything. Uh, any of his work and honestly I haven't listened to any of it since then I probably need to do that <laughs> yeah but uh, it was really same, good cause same here he Go did ahead. a couple that were like um, like he did one that was Final Fantasy 6 themed like with the um, with that as the music mm-hmm. that's cool um, and Man, at live concerts, it is generally like very difficult for me to understand like the lyrics to anything. That's yes. especially bad when you're listening to rap, where the lyrics matter quite a bit. Um, but eh, I was gonna say, like the, the lyrics matter in a lot of music, but that's yeah, just but I mean, but but rap, hip hop in general, like that is that. I mean, everything sort of leans on. I mean the 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 lyrics are why you show up, um, and and so not not being able to make them out was. But I apparently was one of the few that had that trouble because the crowd seemed pretty into him. So that, they were that was cool. they were also up at the stage where we were in the back. True, true. That might have helped if we were closer, but I don't know. Um, but it was pretty enjoyable. Like I I I, I do need to listen to some of his. Um, to some of his stuff where, you know, I can sort of make out what he's saying to figure out if I, what I think of his stuff, but, but he's, um, he seemed pretty cool. And then I think, unless somebody else went to another panel, I think that's pretty much it for Saturday because the rest of the yep. stuff that we did was secret. Yep. Super secret. Yep. Super triple secret. Yep. So yeah, that's, that's Saturday for you. Okay. Um, so Sunday, I don't even Sunday, 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 Sunday. I'm not even sure. Um, let's see. I think the first thing that we went to was the anime Q and A. Yes. Um, I I really 
I now I I do though kind of wish I had peeked in on the voice acting versus stage acting just to see what what became of that. Yeah, but that's um, that's a little bit of inside baseball there. Yeah, that's super secret. Um, but anime Q and A. Yeah, that was that was supposed to be Basil and Kevin, and Basil was there first. They're waiting on Kevin, so I got there and trolled uh, Basil. I'm like, hey, do you want me to go up there with you? Because uh, he was taking questions from the audience. I'm like, hey, do you want me to go up there with you? He's like, sure, come on. And I, I told everybody in the audience, I said, you know, don't don't try this at home. I know Basil. Um, <laughs> yeah. So Kevin Kevin showed up as soon as I got up there, and I was going to get back down, but Basil's like, no, you can stay. So uh, I, I crashed the anime Q&A panel. Um, we talked about uh, Sister Complex anime and... Uh, somebody asked what the most overrated show was, and it took me exactly 0.5 seconds to come up with one piece as an answer. <laughs> I do, I do think that is a great sort of panel to run. Um, not just about anime. Like I'd like to see it on other topics. Cause I know that when I'm running a panel, I do so much better when someone actually asks a question and, you know, I can go off on a tangent and listening, you know, and also from the other side, attending a panel, Man, you know, like that's where you get the really good stuff, not just the you know standard thing that you know mm-hmm. you could get at any anime panel. Yeah, yeah, it, it and I, man, I wanted to troll that panel so bad. Like from the moment Basil ever ever talked about doing an Ask a Basil panel, um, I've been wanting to troll that so hard. But you <laughs> assholes kept like having really interesting conversation. You assholes. Sorry? It made it so difficult to mess with you because it's like, man, this is really good. I don't want to ask a, a question you, just to be a jerk now. Charlie, you got there too late for the trolling. I started trolling like fresh out of the gate. Like fresh yeah. out the grease. Yeah, but asking me how many eggs are in a bunt cake when you already told me the answer, not really not really you know, your best work. But you know what? It gave Basil <laughs> awesome fodder for the rest of the day. Yeah. Holy crap, I have never seen him troll a member of an audience so hard. I have I have never <laughs> seen that. <laughs> I, he you were his special project, and I have never seen that happen. <laughs> I do not remember this. Well, it seemed like every time somebody would ask a question, you know, he'd be like four eggs according to Martha Stewart. And he, then he'd he go was, into his real answer. He was trying to get Jennifer to goose laugh. So yes, he was. It was amazing. I enjoyed that thoroughly. I'm going to go back for a second. I'm so happy that somebody in the fighting game panel Somebody else did the Terry Bogard geese thing that I've been doing for years to Jen whenever she goose laughs. Oh my god. Like it's it's finally like, okay, finally some validation. <laughs> um anyway, um I'm not sure that I went to another panel before uh the manga you need to to buy right now. Did you guys? Mm, no. There were things that there were a couple things I wanted to go to, but um, ended up missing. Oh, I went to uh, how to make your own video game. Oh, how was that? It was pretty good. Uh, the difficulty is there's there's two approaches you can take with with that. You can be um, what I would probably do 
And what some of the other people like I know around here would probably do is be like, well, you know, you need to scale down. We would be dream crushers. Sometimes you what, need that. Yes. Uh, what the people who did uh, Pixel Are You Squared did, uh, they had a uh, table in, in the gaming room, uh, was they brought up four people and they asked them to just spitball a, a game idea, which is really cool because it, it avoids... It, you can't teach someone to make a game in an hour. It's just not going to happen. And at most cons, you're not going to have the audience that, you know, has the basic information, you know, like the basic knowledge that you can build upon. Um, so you can really either point them to the right resources or you can kind of spitball and focus on game design and keep the technical part um, out of it. So they had people come up and kind of give their ideas and then they would ask questions, you know, is this 2d or 3d, you know, how do you see this being different? You know, like questions about the mechanics, getting a little bit deeper into it. Um, mm -hmm. It was kind of hit or miss because you had a couple of those like really grandiose projects up, you know, up there mm -hmm. that, you know, can, can, I don't want to be mean, but it, it, they just don't always have a way of working out. <laughs> and, that's kind of where the the dream crusher approach comes in and goes, why don't you scale it down, you know, do some game jams, like build up to that. Um, it was really pretty neat. Um, and they definitely knew their stuff. Um, cool. You know, because they were suggesting things all the way down from like Unreal and Unity and, and um, I think like HTML5 maybe, stuff like that to, you know, learn DirectX and C which I would not have told someone to because I don't know the first thing about it that, you know, like that's too complicated for me. <laughs> wow. I wouldn't, uh, wouldn't recommend that to uh, someone out of the gate, but wouldn't recommend it. But, uh, yeah, um, that's pretty cool. Oh, good. Uh, Mongi need to buy right now. Anybody take notes on that? Because the only thing I remember I remember there was one about firefighting, and I remember there was insufficient direction. I don't think I wrote down anything from that panel. Do you do you need anything else? Yes, you do. Yes. There was a manga about firefighting. Um, you need Mobile Suit Gundam The Origin. Yes. Awesome Cast's 2013 Most Baller that, Manga. That was so good because apparently Vertical, uh, who <laughs> publishes the, the Gundam Origin manga, put that like on something because, you know, Basil just threw that together and it's like, oh, you know, we, we're naming this our Most Baller Manga of 2013. And then Vertical is like, Hey, we received an award for most baller manga. I'm like, that is incredible. Yeah, that was. That uh, was pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, uh, if, if they put that on you know the back of one of the copies, I'm going to have to buy it. Uh, yes. It, oh, it, hell yeah. I will buy that and get Basil to sign it. Yeah, there's there's just going to be a story behind it. You know, It's just going to be on the coffee table. It's like, why does this say most baller manga? And why do you only own this copy? Well, let me tell you. Apparently, it has really, really nice uh, paper. Yes, almost magazine quality. The magazine. paper is so good. It's so baller. It is so. It is the ballinest paper. Baller in Do you want me to run down the list that I have? Baller. Yeah. Go! Yes. Because I probably didn't write them down because I've either heard them before or weren't interested. Yeah. But yeah, no. 
One was All You Need Is Kill, which is what uh, Edge of Tomorrow is based off of. That's that the one I didn't get rid of. mind. Um, there was Insufficient Direction, um, Firefighter, Daigo of Fire Company M, Mobile Suit Gundam The Origin, which is the most baller, um, Kataro. What is most baller in life? Crush your enemies. Anyway. Oh, my God. Kataro, yeah. Kataro was one that... Um, it's Did another one by uh yeah, it's another one by Shigeru Mizuki. Yes. Um, I probably haven't mentioned it. I think I've got that queued up for one of my recommendations back when we get back. Um because he also did um crap. Onward towards uh, our noble onward deaths. Onward towards our noble deaths and non on bah. Um which is really I wasn't quite as into what I saw of Kitaro, but still, you know, his work is is something you should definitely check out. I kind of enjoyed the baseball game of death, though. I mean, yes. how often do you get to see baseball to the death? That is true. I, I think a lot of it, like the, the other two manga I mentioned, are semi-based on true stories or have some element of, you know, like auto autobiography to them, which is what made them really cool. But yes, it 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 does sound good if you like uh, you know, fairy tale fantasy, not fairy tale the manga, but fairy tale the genre. Sorry, continue. There was also the Kurosagi Corpse Delivery Service. Yes. And One Punch Man. <laughs> I do, I, I do have to recommend uh, uh, Kurosagi Corpse Deliver- Delivery Service. I've read the f- first volume. I need to buy the second one off of Dark Horse because. I think it's out of print, which is kind of annoying. I I do like how uh, Basil showed like the before and after for One Punch Man before the uh, the other artists got involved. Yes, that that was pretty pretty great. (laughs) Oh, anyway, um, and then after that was real talk and closing ceremonies. Not really a lot to talk about there. True, although. Um, that said, they did go ahead and announce two guests for next year. Um, yeah, Patrick Seitz ostensibly is going to be coming to Hamacon 6. Um, he was supposed to be at Hamacon 4 and, uh, has, you know, had some problems traveling that year. Um, I thought they said they'd been trying to get him they, they for longer. Him. They booked him for four. Like he was okay. on the program and was supposed to be there. And I forget what exactly happened, but he had some sort of traveling snafu and couldn't make it. Um, and of course, uh, Micah will be making his triumphant return for Hamicon Six next year. So, um, so that's good. They they've already got some some stuff in the pipeline, and I'm sure they'll they'll add more to that in uh, the coming months. True. Yeah, Jen also baller. Jen also mentioned that she forgot two uh, mangas from oh. the one was Vinland Saga, Vinland Saga, which was oh, yeah. Vikings. Yes, I've also read the first volume of that. It's pretty cool. I like it better um, during the flashback when he the main character is a little kid and not when he is an angsty teenager, but still pretty cool. Awesome. And then uh, Yakitate was about <laughs> bread. Bakery! Yep. 
The guy's special power was that his hands were a little bit warmer than normal people's, which is yep. apparently good for, for yeast and stuff. So, so there you go. And, you know, they had like some sort of hallucin- hallucinogenic reaction to eating bread. Well, I, he I, was might, ta- I might call that diabetes, but I don't know. I think he was referring, though, also generally to to what one of the one of the elements of food based manga that he loves, which is the reaction shots. Um, if anyone remembers, if if, anyone, if everyone's ever gone to his panel when he did um, Drops of God, yes, um, you would drink the wine and suddenly you were in you know a field, a field. yeah. That hours escaping. So, so he pointed out that, that that is an element of food-based manga that he really loves is are the reaction shots. Um, although apparently Yakutate Japan has th- the uh, most baller reaction shot where someone actually factually travels back in time and changes events. That's how good bread the bread is. If I, if I recall correctly, that is a thing. That is a thing that happens, and you will have to live with that. Well, you'll have okay. to live with knowing that happens. All, All right. You need, all you need is bread to travel in time. Physicists are wrong. So then... Charlie, Charlie, make us bread. No. It's difficult. Anything else you guys want to say about Hamacon? Because we've been going for a while now. No. Other amazing! Than that, yeah, pretty much. It... it, it Oh, and it was, um, man, we, cause we've gone to a lot of good conventions lately, but man, this, this Hamacon was really good. It was the only way I can come up to, to really describe it is chill. It was very chill. Like it was extremely relaxed. Um, I don't know if that was just because of my schedule or because of just the overall atmosphere of the convention, but like I, I really enjoyed myself. And it was just a very relaxing convention, and that that is something that that you can't that you can't buy. So, by all means, people go to this convention for God's sake. Just just go to it. It's it's it is worth the drive. I don't care where you live. It is worth the drive. Flight, swim, whatever, spaceship. Okay. Anybody okay. else have anything to say? Um, I don't think so. No, I think I'm Jen. pretty much said everything. Four eggs. Okay. According to Martha Stewart, and we Thanks. don't trust her. No, nor should you. Um, okay, well, well, we'll close it out like this. Um, want to briefly thank um, all of the, the Hamacon staff members, um, yep. uh, particularly yes. uh, Michelle, the, the con chair, Basil, of course, uh, the two Adams, um, so many Adams. Yeah, so many Adams. Um, Michael, just everybody there. Whose um, last name, honest to God, is Knuckles. Yeah, Knuckles. we're just going to start calling them Knucks. That is that is so amazing. Um, but but thanks to, to everyone on staff. They treated us extremely well, far better than we deserved. Um, thanks they'll to treat all the- you the same. Uh, thanks to all the guests, uh, a great group of, group of guests. We didn't really oh, uh, yeah. talk much about Ian Sinclair, but he was really funny. He was he was a delight to have around. Um, which, and that's 
and that's every reason too to go to Hamcon is they put a lot of effort into getting guests that you probably haven't had a chance to see at conventions around here, or if you had, it's been a really long time. Yeah, both both them and Momocon do an excellent job of that. So True. Uh, big kudos to to everyone at Hamcon. Um, as I said before, um, stay tuned. Uh, the day after we release this, uh, like I said, probably Tuesday of this week. Um, our Jade Saxon interview will go live. Uh, check that out. It's an excellent interview. And then, uh, yet to be recorded, but uh, will also be coming this week, uh, is our E3 uh, podcast. There's so much we need to talk about, including I'm just gonna I'm just gonna tease this, but Nintendo may actually be on the right track now. Sir, you are a liar. Well, I, I think that the you tease is talk, son. You better back that up. The tease here is that Nintendo may have convinced us they were on the right track. You could probably talk to a lot of people who said they were always on the right track or they have been for the last couple of years. And I'll, I'll, I'll tell them that they were damn liars. Yeah, um, you can't trust those people. But um, we'll talk about that more. Uh, you guys can expect that soon. Um, but if all hearts and minds clear are clear, uh, peace be with you and also with Basil. Good night, everybody. It's bedtime. Damn. Yep.